Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Defense! Defense! All the hard work, let's go! College football today. Wow, great intro back here on College Football Today, brought to you by Bet DSI, Joe Lisi, Ritz Sermonello. Gabe Morenci going to be with you. Kickoff is just underway. We'll see how that Michigan State-Nebraska game plays out for Gabe and Rich. Hopefully the Cornhuskers are up 7-0 at kickoff. You know, I don't know the last time I bet the Cornhuskers we were here. Actually, I got a flashback. It was against Northwestern. It was 7-0 right away. Felt good about the bet, and I think that was the only seven points Nebraska scored all day, Rich. That, 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 that was day. as yeah. good as it got at that yeah. point. Yeah. Peaked early and then yeah. petered out. Been a couple of times I think Nebraska scored first and fizzled out after. But different team right now. They've won, team. won yeah. three of their last four football games. You brought it up. They've covered four straight games. Their only loss was that 36-31 loss to Ohio State, averaging 45 points a game, putting up um, – you know, they've, they've put up like 450 yards seven or more straight seven straight football seven straight, games. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're turned around. Martinez and company, they got this thing going. Well, I, and, and, and that's what you need heading into a new season. I mean, that's yeah. one of the things I look at in November yep. and then December with bowl games. If you have young players, and, and Nebraska does, Nebraska overwhelmingly is going to have a lot of young kids back next year outside of the wide receivers possibly. But that's the kind of tailwind that Scott Frost was looking for. Even if they're a four and eight, five, they'll be the hottest four and eight team oh, yeah. in the offseason next year. They I were, guarantee. They, they were bet over there. You know who was a four and eight team last year? Team is playing in Yankee Stadium today. That's eight a great two right now. The Syracuse Orangemen. Yeah. yeah, four and eight football team. Yeah. They, they also had a marquee win though over Clemson last year. I mean, they were trending in the right direction. If they can get this win here, Scott Frost, this is a quality win, six and four team. It's still Michigan State. This is a team that was ten and three last year. They can pick this victory up. It'll be a, a great resume. Michigan builder. State just feels like a fade right now. It feels like they're fading yeah, as the right. season moves on. You might, you might you know? be right. And, and I think they they invested a lot of energy into Ohio State. If they were going to step up this I mean, season, they gave exactly, that game Rich. away too. I the mean, Michigan game. That they were kind of in. It was the yeah. delayed, you know what I mean? And they fell short. Michigan steps on the logo. Pretty much gave the double bird. Kid on Michigan gave the finger to the, the family. They got, they got pushed away. They got bullied there. Yeah. And then they got punched in the stomach almost against Ohio State. Where it's like, you know what? We're just not good enough this year. Yeah, I, think, and, and- I think reality is settled in. I'm looking right now. Stadium hopping in Nebraska. You'd right. think that they're nine yeah. and one right yeah. now. You would We're looking so. at the fans. They love football. Say what you want about these fans. They're they're incredibly loyal. Like yeah, they've, they've sold out like hundreds. They're probably of the games most loyal around. fan base in college yeah. football. And some of the and some of the most well behaved. They travel very well. They're not uh, you know they're not unruly. They're not you know raging drunks. No, I don't. You know, I don't. I've never had a beef uh, with Nebraska. I'm going way back, but. I can't hold it against them, but I remember it got really, really ugly in the old days. Remember when they used to be rivals with Colorado? Yeah, it was bad then. And, um, and yeah, when remember? Sal and Nessie passed, they, yeah. they gave him a lot. They gave Colorado Yeah, go Big Red, yeah. Sal is dead. Yeah, that was horrible. That was their yeah, chant. Nice. And, man, I remember, I remember the Nebraska, I think it was Osborne at the time. He lost it, man. He told the kids, shut the hell up. Like, yeah. he was disgusted. Yeah. Yeah. That was sad, sad stuff. Yeah. yeah People don't realize Colorado used to be players, right? Colorado used to be in big games and big robberies and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. You get dark side with everything. Hey, you can't blank it. Exactly. You know, look, I went to Rutgers last week. There were a lot of people who are very yeah. kind to me. I remember years ago, the Rutgers kids were chanting to the Navy kids that uh, yeah. your yeah, friends are going to die. You're going to yeah, die yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Yep. It's terrible. It's just Bush League stuff. Yeah, it yeah. sickens me that. It really does. Yeah. Huge. Show a little decorum, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's I'm what the phrase fan. was this I'm week. Not, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. shows, yeah, respect people yeah, a little bit. Exactly. Like, come on. Yep. Huge battle in the in the big house should be jumping. 
I mean, Michigan, Indiana. Last home game of the year, so a little little bit of a tribute. Kids last time running out of that tunnel. Don Brown's defense, Rich. 103 rushing yards per game. Don't tell me they're not thinking of OSU. It's to the point now where it's like, all right, just get through this, get through this. And then the second the game's over, it's on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, Urban Meyer has a a freaking clock, like year-round. Like Basically, they walk off the field, it's go time. It starts. The weight, the air becomes thicker. Yeah, just everything becomes heavier. It's serious stuff. I think it's an albatross around Michigan today. Yeah. I don't feel as and the numbers come down. The sharp the so-called sharps, Joe agree. Sharps. Yeah, the sharps. What is Duffel the back boy? Yeah, the sharp. The sharps. Yeah, the so-called sharps, sharps agree. Sharps are supposed to know more. But it was twenty eight football or they win and get no, no, the public beat the sharps more often than not. But it was twenty and a half, down to twenty seven now. Big difference, 28 and a half. You need 30 points, man. I don't know. Maybe they get shut down. All I need from Indiana is 10 to 14 points. They cover the number here. Yeah, here's the thing. I mean, Indiana's played Michigan very tough. They gave up they, like they, 500 million yards they, last week, They're though. looking to become bowl eligible. And Michigan, I mean, they're only giving up, like I said, 103 rushing yards per game, 116 through the air. The weakness of Indiana's defense is in run support, giving up 181 per game. The last three games, Rich. They've allowed 707 rushing yards. That's 235 per game. You would think that Harbaugh wants to run Evans and Higdon, yeah. Higdon in this matchup. Get off the field 10, 17, 13 points, and we'll see Ohio State next week. Which they've done so well this year. That was in the offseason, Joe, we talked about it. If there was a concern about Michigan, it was their physicality at the line of scrimmage, the play of the offensive line. That offensive line has performed well this year. So they've been able to run the ball with Higdon, with Evans, in order to balance off the passing of Shea Patterson. I think this is going to be a conservative approach today. I think they're going to slow the game down. I could see a backdoor cover. I I would be uncomfortable with Ohio State next, and then the Big Ten championship game next, and then a playoff after that. Indiana coming to your house, laying four touchdowns or close to four touchdowns, I would be inclined to take the points. Take the Hoosiers and the points yeah, in this I game. Yeah, I think they jump up early and rely on that defense. Not a bad team defense. either. Not no. a bad football team. No, they get Tom Allen's They played them tough. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they have a very good offense. Now, you're going against an incredibly difficult defense here. But to me, this is just, it's the classic. It's not so much a look ahead, but... You know, we saw last week, Michigan kept it very, very vanilla. They hung, they, they handed the football off. They got a little bit deep into the rotation as the game went on. They don't want to get even the backups hurt today, guys. You know what I mean? They don't want the backups to get hurt. Now, listen, you're not playing this game in bubble wrap. You got to handle your business and you want to look good. But, you know, I'm thinking Michigan win this game, you know, 31 10. You know, under, they win by I, I 21 see, to 24. Yeah, I see an under here. Quick update. Maryland up seven nothing. Of course they are. Ohio State. They just got Haskins's attention. We'll see. I mean, it looks like it looks like a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Looks like. So now Ohio State will start to be focused. I mean, he's had a horrible year from 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 the off season to the suspension. Uh, to in-season issues and a team that's been largely lethargic all season long. He has not had a great year, Urban Meyer. Yeah, we'll see. No, no score Nebraska, no score TCU-Baylor, but TCU is driving uh, in the Baylor uh, 14-yard line. I think that's a, a, a mega over. I think we'll see 50, 50 points by both teams uh, by the end of that matchup. So we'll see. Nebraska punting. Um, very, very windy. Very, very windy right now in Lincoln. Uh, Nebraska punting. Michigan comes up uh, with a stop. Here's a game later tonight. I mean, all eyes on Trevor Horrible Lawrence. punt. All eyes on, yeah, punt? Yeah, horrible punt. The wind, like, blew it back. But about a 25-yard punt for Nebraska. We'll yeah, all eyes in Death Valley. Clemson, Duke. Clemson's been a machine. They, I mean, right on Turning the number it up last week. I mean, it opened at 17, jumped up to 20. They covered that game, wore down A.J. Mm-hmm. Dillon. No running room. This is a defense that's allowing 90 rushing yards per game, holding opposing offenses to only 25% on third down conversions. Now faces David Cutcliffe, that offense with Daniel Jones. Clemson wins, but I'll, I'll roll the dice here. Give me Duke with the backdoor cover. Somehow, some way. 
This offense, and more importantly, a defense only giving up 193 through the air, finds a way to keep it within 28. I think people would be surprised to know Duke is 7-3 and three right now. You know, I think if I said Duke to the average fan, they might say, oh, what do they need, one more win for bowl eligibility? But 7-3, and three, and he's done a good job. Defensively, good job. Daniel Jones, we talked about Ryan Finley being that kind of second round, third rounder. If you miss the first group of great quarterbacks, if there are great quarterbacks this year, watch out for Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has really yep, had yep, yep. a good His season. His NFL stocks actually really, really climbed. We were talking about that no earlier. No doubt about it. 540 total yards last week, about 180 yeah. on the ground, 360 through the air. Uh, he has acquitted himself rather well. Now, tough test against Clemson. Clemson has won their last five by at least 20 points. Uh, I, I would lean in your direction, Joe. I think that's a it's it's well-coached enough team at Duke with the veteran quarterback, with Clemson possibly having you know, visions of bigger things ahead. Now getting what, 27, 27 and a half. It's in that area. Not it's a bad right number. on four touchdowns. Yeah, I don't think it's a competitive game in the second half, but I could see Duke uh, pulling a cover. Yeah, here's the thing. I mean, Clemson has South Carolina on deck, even though they dom- dominated that matchup in recent years. It is a rivalry game. It Big is a game for them, yeah. It, they have Jake Bentley as well, so they're going to need to be prepared. They're giving up 171 passing yards per game. Look for the younger players to get involved for Clemson. You're going to need that in in the college football playoff as well. So. The, the one thing that stands out for me, the one thing I've learned over the past month in watching Clemson, Alabama's the number one team in the country for good reason. Clemson, Gabe, I don't know if you agree, Clemson has narrowed the gap on Alabama. Where it was, say, after the Syracuse close call for Clemson, yeah. that gap, I think, is narrowed. How much? They've dialed it up. They've dialed it up a notch. They I definitely have. I think their front seven's much better Listen, than pretty Alabama. tough for Clemson to, to be as consistent as they have been, and I think we were a little overly critical of them because they weren't blowing teams out. Mm-hmm. They were bored. Uh, I think Dabo Sweeney just sort of had to get, get his team's attention. There's been a little bit of turnover on the offensive side of the football, but, you know, to me... You know, to me, you look at um, you look at Clemson, and I'm not so sure that the the gap is 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 as close as it was in the past two years. Like the last two years, hey, they beat them two years ago. They lost last year, and you know what I mean. It could go either way, type of deal. I don't I don't look at it like that right now. I think Michigan are every bit as good as Clemson. Like I, I'm not so sure that Clemson are that much better. Than, than Michigan are or that Notre Dame are right now. I think it's Alabama and then a drop down. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think their front seven's much better. Mm. I, I really, when when push comes to shove, if you need a front seven to make a play. Like, what would you guys think of Michigan play Clemson? That's, you know, That's, I, I, is I it shook, not like the ultimate pick em game? I shook my head because it's interesting. I haven't thought about that matchup. I'm so fixated on 1 4 so, Alabama. I think they'd be so evenly matched, yeah. Clemson and Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be intriguing. I mean, hell of a lot of defensive talent on both sides of I the ball. I give the edge to Clemson in that matchup. So Michigan, I would too. Let's just say I've been there before. Yeah. Yeah. Battle tested. Coaching staff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, a lot of pressure on Harvard. They've done it before. Matchup. What's what's the line? Neutral field on that? I, Clem- there hasn't been one, actually. Uh, uh, Clemson minus four or five? Yeah, I would say, I, I'd say even six. I would, that I much? would lay up to a touchdown. I, w- I would because no, I no. Think, but do you, do you what do you think? What do you think Vegas will have I, that? At? I I could see it about f- between four and five. Yeah, Clemson. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you have to look at both sides. Maybe yes, more. defensively they match up very well. Offensively. Michigan needs to run the football consistently. I mean, even though Shea Patterson's playing well and he can lead a victory against Michigan State, can he do that against Clemson? Score for score, can he match them where there isn't, let's say, a one-dimensional offense? Can Shea Patterson with Donovan Peoples-Jones and that offense go toe-to-toe with Trevor Lawrence and those weapons? I don't think they can. Yeah. I think they have to get a lower scoring game. It could be game. wrong. I mean, yeah, it, it would be an interesting it, game. That's what makes matchups. That's what makes if, if Notre Dame slips up to Syracuse today, Michigan would move into that yep. three spot and potentially have a shot to set that game up right. in a playoff with yeah, Clemson. It would be very interesting. I, Anything I in the chat room, guys? Of course, we do know that uh, for the record, uh, the Buffalo Bills would be a 28 and a half point favorites against Alabama. Is that right? Just in case you were wondering. Yeah, and they, they took that to the Jets last week. That was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dolphin fan, I like that. The Bills, for the record, the Bills would beat them. Like they, they would also cover the number. Middle Tennessee State. I was looking for the advanced. I was Kentucky, looking for the advanced numbers here. Uh, Kentucky, Middle Tennessee scored. No, they're driving. Touch. Well, actually, I, I take that back. It was Kentucky that is up fourteen nothing. Tennessee State. I thought it was. 
Northwestern, no score. South Florida up 7 nothing on Temple and Armstead and our boy Russo. Playing very well. Russo, keep an eye out for Russo on the next level in a couple of years. I think he's a guy that could play. Anthony Russo. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He's got great size. Just a six sophomore, th- I yeah, think. 6'3", 6'4". Yeah. He's a guy, and he has a strong arm. Uh, and when you listen, talk a couple that- of weeks ago, I thought he was very accurate. had had a nice pocket presence. Uh, Temple hasn't had a big time quarterback. Uh, you know, I can't yeah. count PJ Walker. No. I mean, a big time quarterback, next level. Yeah. Can't even remember the last time this could be a kid that they develop yeah, long term. We'll Wake Forest up three nothing on Pittsburgh. So we'll see how that plays out. I mean. Clawson, we talk about him. Does is he a guy that's mentioned yes. in, in some yeah, of these jobs? Yeah, I, I think so. Not, not. I don't think he goes like Auburn well, level. Okay, how about North Carolina if they fire for door? Would you go for a guy like Clawson? Uh, yeah, it's a better job. Yeah, uh, for Dave Clawson, better he, job, I know better he pay. Would take it. Yeah, it's in state. Well, you bring up a really interesting point because I, I think UNC is going to have an opening. Right, and, so, and that is a good job. It's an underrated job. Think about the recruiting and, territory, and facilities there, facilities, the recruiting territory in that area of the Eastern Seaboard, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia. Tremendous amount of talent. You can I go down to Florida. Perfect, I, think so. I think he could do like a Bronco Mendenhall in year one or year two with that team. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't rule it out because offense and defensive line play is where he's built Wake Forest. I tell you, you know what's interesting about coaching? Lane Kiffin this time of year seemed like the hottest uh, guy. Uh, now, they may not make a bowl game. I mean, who would have guessed that FAU entering this season may finish below 500? What did he do? What's that? Remember the recruiting video? Didn't he do that? Amazing. It really is. To FAU. You forget that? Yeah. When, yeah. When, he, when he first became coach, he had the he had the... The uh, the recruiting video that he that he oh, made that okay. everybody thought he he did it on you know purpose to bring well the bloom is I don't know the thing with Kiffin is he just screwed around with his quarterbacks from the onset this year he just gets too cute you know he can't run the football though I mean they they're a team that rushed for you know over two hundred and seven no games defense either seven games that, that you know I'm disappointed the job that he did because he pretty much has the same players but it seems like the, the it was a half-assed coaching job this year there yeah we'll see I mean we have about 40 minutes left going to give you our best bets and talk about some of the other games later tonight keep it where it is take heed because I'm a lyrical poet Miami's on the scene just in case you didn't know it my town that created all the bass sound enough to shake and kick holes in the ground because my style's like a did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. on College Football Today, brought to you by BetDSI, talking about all the top 25 battles. Big battle taking place in Eugene between Oregon and Arizona State. Arizona State playing very well. Underachiever v. Overachiever. Well, I love the way Arizona State's playing. I mean, knocked off Utah in dramatic fashion, playing well, controlled their own destiny, Rich. I'm not sold on Oregon. Uh, they, they let me down last week. I mean, with a backup quarterback on the road in Salt Lake City, could not get it done. Justin Herbert and the crew, inconsistent. They're back home. They should win this ball game. But give me the Sun Devils. Yeah, I'll take the Sun Devils, too. I'll tell you why. Uh, not just underachiever, but also unhealthy. And it's the offensive line, Gabe, that's banged up for Oregon at this point. ASU, what do they do defensively with Danny Gonzalez? They attack, they attack, they attack off the edge. I love the way Herm has ASU playing. Offensively and defensively, got the weapons, Eno Benjamin, Nikhil Harry on offense. Defensively, they'll get after the pocket. And Justin Herbert, I think, is going to face a lot of pressure. Now, ASU has a different kind of pressure. They're going for the Pac-12 South. They need to win out in order to take the South, if not, 
could wind up in the hands of somebody like Utah pending their games uh, beginning today against Colorado. But I like what Herm is doing on both sides of the ball. I think they go into Outson and pull the upset. As, you know, that, as home a field, that home field isn't quite what it used to be either right now. Two and five against the spread the last uh, seven uh, home games uh, for the Ducks. One thing about the Sun Devils, they haven't been intimidated on the road and all their losses have been extremely close football games as well. They're, both teams are playing with house money right now. There's no bowl eligibility at stake or anything like that. Uh, Herbert, I think, you know, you notice, I think he feels the pressure a little bit about the NFL scouts and the, the NFL uh, draft around the corner uh, right now. Listen, I bought into, uh, you guys remember, I bought into what Herm was selling earlier in the year. And uh, we've we've cashed a few tickets with the Sun Devils. I don't have a great feel for this game, but it would be Arizona State or pass for me here. I'm shocked you're not on the over in this game. I mean, the last two games, I probably will be this evening. 54-35? Yeah, but last, last week I gave so many picks. We had two like two. I know, uh, but this is dying. This is dying. Page on one over. of two. Yeah. It's page <laughs> one of two. The scrolling picks by Gabe Morenci. I got I got to get through. I got to get through the afternoon plays yeah. here first. You know, don't talk him into the over at this point. Let's see well, how he does. It's always my early. fault. What, what am I? The bad, bad egg? Yeah, you're the bad influence. I'm the bad Let, let's watch the Huskers first and okay. see. See if he can get a little bit so of. So we're going to be like, what, we're going to we're going to guide his picks to the end of the day. Just for the we record, we that. have advanced numbers from uh, from Vegas and from offshore. They're a little bit different, but generally, uh, Alabama minus nine versus Clemson in a potential championship game. I take that. I would take the points. Yeah, Alabama minus twelve and a half versus Michigan. I would take that. I would. I would lay the points. I would take the. F- 12 and a half. I would lay it. Alabama minus 20 and a half versus Notre Dame. Oh, lay geez. it. I'd wow. lay it. Wow. Weird. Would, Notre I, Dame I, beat Michigan, but I the odds la- makers I, have Notre Dame as the touchdown. biggest. I would, yeah. I would lay it. I still think. I still think. Their lowest margin of victory has been yeah, 22. Yeah, I might, I might lay that. I would lay that. The I'd reason lay why, here's the thing. I would, I would lay I would lay the Notre points Dame, against any of them. Let's, let's go to Notre Dame. Clemson too, huh? Notre yeah. Dame's defense. In terms of front seven, Jerry Tillery and the and the group, you think are as strong as Clemson and Michigan? No, right. no, exactly. That's, no, good though. I mean, listen, Tavon Tev- Pony, solid. Yeah, but, Khalid but Kareem. If you need a defense in a in a playoff atmosphere, you have your choice: Michigan, Clemson, Notre Dame. You're picking Clemson and Michigan. Uh, yeah, Clemson and Clearly. Michigan yeah. over yeah. Notre Dame, and that's why they're twenty and a half point dogs. Yeah. Uh, we're being asked, uh, what about the late night game, the DJ special, UNLV and Hawaii? I'm laying UNLV the wood coming with, off with the Hawaii. monster monster upset yeah, win last this, week. Yeah, that's great. You know, now it'll be a flat spot. Armani Rogers though might play in this game, so keep an eye out for that. Here's the thing: they're not going bowling. This is their bowl game, so I think they just enjoy Hawaii uh, in that matchup I, again. Hawaii's been off a little bit after that hot start. Playing at home, they'll get refocused. I think they dominate this matchup. 3 nothing, Michigan State. Uh, we have uh, Nebraska with the football. It's important Nebraska stay ahead of the sticks and stay ahead of the scoreboard as well. Moving to football right now, first and 10 on Michigan State's 40-yard line. They are having a hard time running the ball, though. Every time they run, there's like two yards in a cloud of, a cloud of dust here. The richest point about practice it's very important for Adrian Martinez to get the extra pra- practice time in these games as well. You talk about the kids oh, yeah. playing and his development next year is going to be one of the hottest quarterbacks. No at, question you know, about in, it. In terms of college football, we see his yeah. progression with Mackenzie Milton and what he's doing now with Josh Heupel. And you know, obviously even removed, he's a more mature quarterback. Adrian Martinez will be polished and ready for, for 2019. Everything that happens from this point going forward into December 1st, possibly bowl games for a lot of teams everything that happens now is going to have an impact when we're sitting here next fall when we're sitting here in the offseason breaking down projections for seasons for teams you know early lines for games what happens now has a major impact of what's going to happen next fall and certainly that applies to nebraska but it's going to happen joe on every campus these young kids need reps the reps that they put in today are really going to dictate what happens in 2019 well, let's delve into that big matchup in orlando between luke fickle and cincinnati eight uh, it's in the area of eight or oh, eight and a half point underdogs against ucf and, and mckenzie milton Con- Conflicting theories on this game in terms of, uh, well, this is their bowl game. This is what they've been waiting for. College game days there. I look at it a little bit differently. I I see a team in in Cincinnati that's catching eight and a half points, but defensively 
playing very well, holding opposing offenses to right around 115 rushing yards per game, only 177 passing yards per game. Luke Fickle played at Ohio State. He's there. He coached at Ohio State. He's not going to be, uh, you know, phased by this atmosphere in Orlando. And a lot of plus pressure on Josh Heupel and UCF to step up. Give me Ritter. Give me the points in this ballgame. I would take the points in a study in contrast. I mean, you can't really have two teams, certainly in that conference, that are more different. I mean, Cincinnati's going to be more methodical. They're going to slow it down. They want to run it with Michael Warren. They want to move the ball with Ritter, more of a runner than a passer at this point. But defensively, by far and away, the top D in the AAC. I don't think they stop UCF, but that slowing it down, that's that stylistic difference. I would rather take the points in this case. I, I think UCF, with all of the hype this week, with ESPN being in town, I think it could be a lot of pressure on this team. I think they embrace it. I think they embrace it. I think they're the type of fighter, actually, that needs to talk smack and needs to... Uh, needs to be cocky to get attention. You remember last year or so, they were talking about, we're co-national champions. We're national champions. Stop, you're not. All right, it was cute. You made your, uh, you saw campus police, made a police, you saw they have police cars. They spent a lot of money on them. Did they? Yeah, yeah, 2018 national champions. I was in Las Vegas, all right? In Las Vegas, uh, I don't know when the hell it was, March Madness, I guess. I'm in Las Vegas, I'm at the airport, and I see this, Big dude coming, clearly a football player, big, big lineman type guy. He had, he was decked out in UCF gear. He was wearing head to toe national champion stuff, national champion hat, national champion t shirt. You went undefeated. You're not the national champions. Like they've been delusional from this sense, but they backed it up. Now they're calling out Notre Dame. They have to do this to get attention from the voters. I get it. I think they back it up tonight, and I think Cincinnati runs into a wall. I think uh, UCF put a show on tonight. On How much fun television. would it be? Syracuse delivers the upset at Yankee Stadium, and we see ND UCF. You know, it would suck in a in sense a because yeah, I would like that. it wouldn't change anything. They no, would it doesn't force anything. feed the powers, in, you know, down our throats after. No, like is there anything that UCF can do if they win this game tonight, seventy to nothing? Does that put UCF in the playoff? No, no. there's but nothing what, they can do. But what if they win by four? What if they win by five? And people say, oh, they're not even that good. I mean, since, but if you're going to put, you know, as well as anybody, you're, you're Michigan Wolverines, that defense up against Mackenzie Milton and the crew. Would you want to see that in a playoff game? Um, I, I want to see, I want to see the, the best possible teams that deserve it the most. Would Michigan shut them down? Yes. I think Michigan would beat them, but UCF deserve a chance. Yeah, at the same point in time, they have to schedule tougher games. And it's too bad. It's unfortunate because we all know this, guys. Guys, schedules are made years in advance. Yep. It's not the player's fault now. No one now is dodging anybody on UCF. If you told UCF, hey, you get to play the Florida Gators next week, they'll say, hey, yes, please, let's play. The schedule's already made. So there's not much we can do about it. You know, but... You know, the, uh, to me, the playoffs should be expanded. You know, it should be an 18 playoff. Stop the presses. In terms of deserving, I, I think college fans deserve to see UCF in a meaningful they game. Do. I, they I, do. To me, I, I with it. all the debate and all of the back and forth and all of the the ridiculousness about a national championship, which was based on one computer service that declared him a national champion, it was ridiculous. I'd like to see UCF playing in a meaningful football game against a Power 5 opponent. I would love to see that. I agree with you 100%. We all know the argument, though. In in a one-game scenario, we all agree that anything could happen. You, yeah, UCF sure. can step up and make that. We've seen Boise do it again. But then beating Auburn oh, last year, like you said earlier, Rich, we were talking about it. You have a team that's sort of in a letdown situation, right? It's not yeah, they, that. They, they, it's they different. They lost the SEC championship. Exactly. And then you're supposed to get up for three weeks later for this game? No. Right? So it's it's tough to really gauge. They're a good football team. Oh, are yeah. they an elite football team? Are they as good as Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Michigan? No. Stop the Are press. they better than Cincinnati? Yes. I think they cover the number tonight. I can't. Stop the press. What, Maryland? Yeah, Maryland up 14-3. to three. Wow. The Sharps are throwing a point. So what happens to the game next week if Ohio State loses? What do you mean what happens? They they would love nothing more than to spoil Michigan's party. They hate each other that much. I I don't know if they could pick themselves up off the mat after that. It would be difficult. I think Michigan, and the the pressure, though, would go up on Michigan. 
Ohio State oh, lose yeah. today, Michigan, like. Well, look at Ohio State with Michigan last year. Michigan Michigan covered that number last year. Dude, they've been number. getting screwed the last few years. Yeah. JT Barrett didn't get the first down. He was I short. agree with that. He was short. But he was short, but hey, you know, this what, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? College football. <laughs> <laughs> and is this, we'll talk about it. Well, yeah, we'll be on. We'll be on. It'll be pre-tape, but we'll be here next week. Um Breaking is this, down those is this the last time Urban Meyer coaches an Ohio State-Michigan game? Probably. Think so? You think he'll be out next year? I think he's going to step down. But do you think he'll coach again after that? So so he steps down. Does he wind up in the NFL? No, does he go no to NFL. a different program? No. You know NFL. what? I think he'll end up on TV. I think he's a little mm-hmm. older now. You know, it's convenient. Like don't his, enjoy, I don't enjoy him on TV. The, it's the convenient now he was boring. It's boring. convenient, though, that he let us know about his health issues now, right? Yeah. I mean, with the writing's on the wall here. He's so said, manipulative, he's, yeah. He's setting it up, yeah. yeah well, he left He left Florida because of health reasons and he spent time with his family. Yeah, that lasted about three months before he took the Florida job, right? And right now he's six months on TV. And like you said, everything's set up. I think he, his exit plan was sort of the, the health issues. Sort of, you know, because he's a proud guy. He knows the way things are going to go. They probably lose to Michigan. The, you know, look, he's... He got blown out once in like 18 years as a coach. He's had more double-digit blow losses in the last year than he had his life. Like four of the last five Ohio State losses have been pretty big ones. Yeah. Word out of Columbus is he's sort of becoming more and more disconnected. He's less upset after losses. I think there's sort of a distancing, a slow distancing that's going on here. He's going to leave a lot of money on the table, right? I mean, and now... I mean, they put the fire out. I don't know what you guys feel. I mean, Zach Smith goes on Twitter every two days. Yeah, that thing with Zach Smith was like a rant about Tom Herman. And I'm curious. The players denied the racial stuff. Yet, why would the kid and the parents lie, right? I don't know. I mean, all I know is there's a lot of garbage that's going on there. like a troubled person in Zach Smith that is not doing himself any favors. And he's not doing Urban Meyer anytime he tweets about this stuff. He's not doing Tom Herman. If it is true, it's going to affect Tom Well, that's just Herman's. Yeah. yeah. We'll see see about (laughs) that. That's that's more of a household issue than NCAA issue. True, true, true. Two games I want to get to. Quickly, in Neyland Stadium, I know I'm against the grain here, but I like Drew Locke. I like Missouri. Last couple of games against the Volunteers, Rich, they put up 720 total yards two years ago. Last year, they won 50-17, to 17, put up 433 on the ground, 226 through the air. Drew Locke did throw for four touchdowns. I know the pressure is on Missouri. Tennessee looking to become bowl eligible. I still like the better defense here. I think it's the Tigers. Give me give me Missouri laying a touchdown. Yeah, you've been good with Missouri this year. You had them against Florida when we had Florida. I, I'll I, I like Tennessee yeah. only because Tennessee's and playing I, and with I confidence. Love the job that Jeremy Pruitt's doing. Don't yeah, get he, me wrong. Because he does a solid job. Joe, he doesn't have the talent yep. to compete at this point. Yeah, you know, if you listen to Tennessee coaches back in the offseason, they were privately saying, talent wise, we're about a three or four win yeah. team. Well, they have five wins right now. With an upset over Auburn that has them in a position to possibly be bowl eligible, yeah. whether it's this week against Mizzou or next week against Vandy, win a game, they get that bowl game. And again, it's it's like Baylor and Matt Rule. You get a bowl game for Jeremy Pruitt, it's a really big deal. They're playing with confidence, a little more consistency at a Garantano on offense. We mentioned 11 yeah. touchdown passes, no picks over the past few games. Defensively, they've been solid for most of the season, so... Getting points at home, I would take Tennessee. Yeah, here's the thing. Last three games, secondary hasn't given up 200 passing yards, but they played teams like Charlotte, South Carolina a little bit better. And the last week with Terry Wilson, this is a more up-tempo attack. Yeah, good point. You know, I think that's a different type of offense that will challenge them to match them score for score. So that's why I like Missouri. The other game I really like, and they're catching points. I think they dominate Ole Miss later tonight against Vanderbilt. I mean, give me the three points. I They won this matchup by 22 points last year in Oxford. They're on the road. I love Ole Miss here. The only thing that caught me about that game, and I'd like Gabe's take on it too, is I like the over. Uh, I mean, Ole yeah. Miss, yeah, Ole Miss offensively, Vanderbilt has shown a little more spark offensively. Kashawn Vaughn, right. the Illinois uh, transfer, is running the ball well. Uh, you got Kyle Shermer under center, and Ole Miss tends to really up play the tempo and play down a and bit. not not play much yeah. defense either. So if I have to pick anything in this game, I like the over in Ole Miss Vandy. Gabe, what do you like in those? Ole Miss have been real, and it's funny too because I sort of have a positive. We look at Ole Miss and the athletes that they have, but ultimately they're three and seven against the spread. They really have been money burners this year, but 
you know, looking at the over, they're six and four to the over. They're scoring thirty-seven points a game. My issue with the total here is Vanderbilt. It takes two two to dance, and I just don't know if Vandy have the the juice. They're four and six too. Yeah, the yeah. offense has been better than expected this yeah. year. I mean, lately Vandy's shown some spark. I yeah. talked about the running game. I lean with Ole Miss here, minus the points I, and the under. Even I though I'm not they, betting, I think it. they blow them out. I mean, that's one of my really? better bets. I really okay. do. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, Tiamu's playing. No, I don't care if Scotty Phillips plays. Those wide receivers are going to challenge that defense vertically. And even though Shermer's played better. A.J. Brown's been surprisingly yeah, quiet this quiet. year. I yeah. think this is a game he realized he could yeah. probably catch 200 yards and dominate maybe it's for Maybe it's for the scouts. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's a 730 kick. When we come back, best pick time. Keep it where it is. Live from Studio 34. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. That Gabe, that's your that's your cut. Yeah, it's old school. Yeah, holy cow! From Gabe our first, Renzi our first intro. record. I feel honored when you're putting us in the video. I have to be oh, nice. Oh, me and Joe in one of Gabe's videos, yes. please. Yes. Come on, Come I'm on. A, I'm an old man. Yeah, give give me that wish. Give me that bucket I don't know list. If you guys wish. have the look, actually. We yeah, probably don't. What are you, what are you trying to say? We're too conservative looking. Yeah, you're too male looking. Male. Looking. Yeah, we need. Yeah, we need women. Yeah. All right, we could do that. Yeah, we have a, this. This is old though. This is from like 1995. We have a new release coming like out around it. Christmas time. Yeah. I like it. Sounds good. So yeah. let's talk about best pick time. I got to get off the Schneid. Terrible last week. I'm brushing off last week's performance. I'm talking about my 130 matchup. Colorado plus the seven over Utah. Shelley on the road. He's a freshman. Played well at home against Oregon. Now goes to the altitude in Boulder. Give me the buffs. Give me the seven points in that matchup. Love Arizona tonight, plus the 10.5, plus the 11. Also like them in the money line. I think they strike the outright upset over Washington State. Spoke about Missouri and Drew Locke. Four touchdown passes last year. Missouri won 50-17 to over the Volunteers. I think it continues today in Knoxville. Oklahoma State's a live dog. They've won three straight over West Virginia by seven points per game. Oak State steps up. I'm a man. And I take Oklahoma State on the money line as well. Give me Ole Miss plus the two and a half and three. I think they get the outright win. And then USC. They get the victory today. Don't love it. But I'll take them over UCLA in this matchup. Fans, uh, Joe also had the Cal, ba- uh, Cal Bears Kale. over Stanford. Kale <laughs> <laughs> and Cal probably are synonymous, come to think of it. I can't eat Kale. But go ahead. I love Kale, actually. Right. You seem like it's someone that would eyes. be uh, eating That Kale. game has been canceled. That game has been canceled, is what I oh, Which one? Cal, uh, Cal, Cal Stanford. Stanford. Yeah, December 1st. Yes. Yes. Because of the wildfires. Yes. No Kale versus Stanford. Yeah, kale. <laughs> Uh, today, but uh, uh, Joe had Cal and uh, probably will in two weeks, I would yes, think. When uh, they play I think they match up well. Uh, my best bets for the day. Three have kicked off, so it's going to be a quiet afternoon and uh, evening at Shea Sermonello. Uh, Nebraska, Minnesota, <laughs> and Baylor uh, have already kicked off. The three best bets I like later in the day. Uh, I'm with Joe on two of them. I, I like the Virginia Cavaliers. I think it's a close Richie. game. Uh, I have come on board. I've gotten to the dark side. I'm joining Joe Lisi. <laughs> Uh, it's me and uh, Joey Double Digge, uh, Virginia and Arizona. I love Arizona. I think Joe's right about yeah. this one. Double digit points for Arizona on the road when they're playing better with a bowl game and a bye. on the line. And a bye. On the bye, 15 days since they last played. They've had 15 days off for a new coaching staff, Kevin Sumlin and his staff. I think that's a lot of time to work with those kids. I like Arizona. Possible money line, outright yeah. upset. They're getting more than 10 points. And I like Iowa State. I mean, I, I know it's a tough call. I don't think they blow out Texas. But Matt Campbell, better coach than Tom Herman. 
Brock Purdy playing as well as Sam Ellinger. And that Iowa State defense is one of the most underrated units in the country. So Iowa State takes another big step forward towards a date with Oklahoma or West Virginia in the Big 12 title game. I'll piggyback, Rich. I love the Virginia pick. I didn't put it in my best bets because I want them to win. But I'm with you. I think the better team, better quarterback, and better coach in that matchup kicks off at 3.30 over G-Tech. So I'm on with Richie C. My next uh, best bet uh, will be as part of uh, the the public uh, game, the big game over at Yankee Stadium. The Syracuse Orangemen getting 10 points. Give me the Syracuse Orangemen getting double digits in this spot. I'm aware that Notre Dame are going to have the uh, the advantage in the trenches. Uh, but Syracuse score 44 points per game. They're going to be able to do enough to hang around getting double digits in this spot. And conversely, weather's not really a factor. There's there's not really any wind. It's a little cool out there, but Yankee Stadium is not a football stadium. There won't be vicious winds. Weather's not going to be a factor here. We're going to get over the number at 64.5. Give me Syracuse plus 10 and over 64.5. We're going to go with the over here, man. Oklahoma State guys have been an over machine. What are they, like 8-1 of the over on the year? Yeah, basically, uh, West Virginia, and th- this game's going to get into the 80s. I think the winner of this game is going to have to have 40-plus points, very similar to the Texas-West Virginia game. Let's go over the number with West Virginia and Oklahoma State. Uh, we're, you know, we're talking about teams on five wins, and Missouri had been up, and they'd been down. I was on the wrong side. Listen, I was dead wrong about Missouri and that Florida game, and Missouri really punched them in the mouth on the road. But this is the Tennessee's final home game desperate for a bowl bid you know no you know you, you got rabid fans out there they really have had nothing to cheer for for a long time it's going to be an insane atmosphere in there i think the volunteer defense will create some pressure i think they'll be able to run the ball on missouri and do enough to cover the number here uh usc we talked about this one these guys you guys are freaking train wreck here but to me the blue chip athletes they just they're too much better than ucla and, you know, Clay Helton just needs to get out of the way of his kids and not screw this game up. But uh, USC should get this done. Michigan Wolverines, they don't need to win by 30 points. All right? They don't need to win by 29 points. They just need to win the football game. They also don't want to get anybody injured. You know, Indiana played Michigan tough, and they have over the last two, three years. I don't think they're going to play them not tough, but I think they'll play them close enough that um, we can cover this massive number and I'm in the minority here, guys. I think UCF uh, flexed their muscles tonight and uh, and get it done. I think they beat Cincinnati by double-digit points. And we're going to go Cincy-UCF over 61 points. Let me throw something out that might help your Indiana call even more. What if Ohio State loses and Michigan wraps up the division before they even kick off? Uh, it makes them just a little bit more conservative in the sense that all right, guys, we're not screwing around. Yeah. And even in Harbaugh, the kids aren't thinking this. The kids right now are dancing and listening to the music. They don't even care what's going on in the outside world. But don't tell me Harbaugh and the staff aren't saying, you know what, guys? They just lost. We're up 14 nothing. Just run the damn ball. Run the ball. Right. Tick, tick. I think Harbaugh, watch the game tonight, guys, and how many times Harbaugh looks up at the clock, Rich? Forget I think it's going to be a constant looking up at the clock, clock, clock. It's like winning the lottery. It's waiting. When do I get to cash a yeah. ticket? Did Maryland just score again? No, I have bigger news. Oh, boy. Bigger news. Duffel boy bag. Duffel boy. <laughs> You'd be on a ledge. Duffel bag boy. 7-7. Seven, seven. Citadel, Alabama. Oh, my God. 9-50 in the second quarter. Good thing I didn't bet that first half this week. Are you kidding me? Seven points on that Alabama defense with the first stringers in? I, I want to piggyback off of that and just say, can people you know, not give two of the Heisman just yet? Can people consider Kyler Murray for the Heisman? Yes. Because I think he's been every bit as good as Tua has this year. I agree. And, 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 and he's been more clutch. More instrumental exactly. for his, for his exactly. Because the defense isn't there. And I'm not going to take anything away from Tua. He's had a spectacular no. season. We know all about his numbers and his accuracy and what he's meant to that Alabama offense. But please, withhold your judgment. Withhold putting in your votes until the final weekend of the season, because Kyler Murray, to me, it's kind of like what I said about Clemson and Alabama. I think that gap has narrowed a little bit. I think the gap between Tua and Kyler Murray has as well. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, two games right now, Maryland up 17-3 to on Ohio State. Wow. I didn't see that. And Alabama, seven up. Well, that's the one we talked about would be Nine the biggest minutes. upset in college that sports history. That would be history. the hugest upset. What would <laughs> Yeah, that would. You know what the biggest upset actually is? Surprisingly, even though it isn't, 
but technically from a point spread perspective, was uh, Howard beating uh, UNLV. Yeah, that was right on Stanford. That's what Stanford got. I'm telling you. Yeah, it was 45 and a half, Two whatever. And a half? What was the ODU was, number earlier this 28 year? 28 and a half. Oh, that, that was, yeah, yeah, that wasn't the same. That yeah. was cheap. But the thing is, UNLV <laughs> shouldn't be favored by 44 and a half against anybody, right? right. So it was kind of uh, skewed, yeah. right? Yeah. But, I mean, when it's not was, the same as Michigan. To me, last year, Liberty beating Baylor by 34 and a half, that was pretty big. Yeah, that, that was big. Speaking of Liberty, and that's what I want to uh, piggyback off of, out of all the SEC teams that are going to lay big numbers and when Alabama's already underway, I think the biggest uh, pressure to win or cover this type of game is Gus Malzahn and Auburn. The boosters know. I mean, he's got four losses already. He's got Alabama potential five on deck. You need to paste. They're not getting Liberty. rid of Gus this year because but of the 38, matter. but it's next still, year they will. But, next yeah. year they will but, after but, next year. But, but still, you still need to make a statement. If you, if you win this game by 17 points, you know what the boosters are going to say? I don't Auburn? think they'll cover, Joe. I don't trust them to I'm, cover. I, w- I would lay the 29 here. I would because it's just a game that he has to find He's a looking way. to make a statement in he, other words. But, I mean, yeah. The only way you get the pressure off in Alabama is you you cover you cover you, yeah. and you cover convincingly. They haven't done that to this point. Didn't cover against Georgia, catching thirteen and a half. I this, think they paced Liberty. This looks like a seven and five season going into a bowl game. You lose the bowl game, you're seven and six in a year and when you, you brought back a veteran quarterback. That some were saying we disagreed. Top five picks. Some were saying high NFL draft choice quarterback. Next year you go into 2019 with all the pressure in the world on you if you're Gus Malzahn with a new starting quarterback with an unproven starting quarterback unless he goes you know Cam Newton Juco kind of route gets a uh, you know a season player proved to be so beneficial for him so I mean that that will be a very very difficult season for Gus Malzahn next year his best success came with Nick Marshall in terms of that I mean as a type of quarterback as a head coach I mean with Cam and that offense he was the offensive coordinator he wasn't the head coach so a little bit different when you only have one responsibility for the team now he's managing everything and that's why we see some coordinators cut it others don't the other pressure situation for Tom Herman and the crew I think it's a lot of pressure for Texas to tonight sure against a young upstart in Matt Campbell I mean this is a guy now that's going to be mentioned with some of these job openings uh expect him to be mentioned and he's elevated his team yeah campbell uh um, tom herman has but not enough yet it's a showcase opportunity joe for for both of these programs but absolutely iowa state I, i think the average college football fan doesn't realize what matt campbell has been able to do in Ames with without much blue chip talent really any blue yeah. chip talent at all. And now this year, he's on his third quarterback. And oh, by the way, that third quarterback who's playing well is a freshman. So Matt Campbell's doing a remarkable job. Those assistants are doing a remarkable job. This is a really big game. I, I don't know who's going to see it on the Longhorn Network, but you'll at least be able to catch it on... Uh, <laughs> I didn't know the Longhorn Network is still in existed. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it is. That's where the game is tonight. Can you get it in New York area? Is like, do you have that option? I mean, yeah, yes, you, you do have the option. Yeah, you can pick it up on. Uh, you do have the option. YouTube and and YouTube TV and all that great stuff. Baylor's on the six yard line. Oh, you got to be kidding me! Maryland just fumbled the ball. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, Nebraska. Nebraska did. Yeah, I was gonna, why oh, is he worried uh, about Maryland? I'm wondering. Yeah, Nebraska. He's a bad guy. Nebraska will be fine. Nebraska three will be nothing. Fine. Yeah, it's frustrating. They were fine. moving the ball and they just fumbled uh, it. Rutgers though. is doing it again. Down three nothing to Penn State in this matchup. Playing the big boys very tough. Just can't get a victory. Do you That's fire it. Chris Ash realizing that? Who are you gonna get? It's, you're gonna, exactly. You're gonna go Who are you Shiana? gonna get? Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, you know. What, or is Shiano hoping to be Ohio State's guy? No, it never happened. He wasn't even named the interim coach when Urban was suspended. It was Ryan Day. I, I think that told you all you needed to know about the future of Shiano at Ohio State. Does he get a job? Yeah, I do think someday he'll get a job. It's surprising to me it's taken as long as it has. I think it's a personality issue with Greg. Greg really is an acquired taste, number one. Number two, had the rough stint yeah. with the Buccaneers. Uh, some kind of whispers about his Penn State yeah, connections yeah. and how that affected him. He was hired by Tennessee. Yep. And until and people started, to, yeah, until people started well, to Tennessee complain. Tennessee got the right guy. I'll, I'll just say that I thought that they got the right hire with Jeremy Pruitt. I think they should have went from him in the beginning. So they may have stumbled into Pruitt in, yeah. in the long term. What about it might Les work Miles out. now at Kansas. Yeah, here's my thinking. I, I don't understand it from either way. I, I don't understand it. Why at this stage of he your life, coaching the Big Twelve, he, he took Oak State, Josh Fields, Vernon, Lawrence, a long time ago. It was a long time ago, and this coach. is Kansas. I mean, he can't this eat is, the grass there either. Yeah, why? 
Well, because that's what he did. Is there a certain fertilizer they use at Kansas? No, I understand. When he got that big victory over Nick Saban. No, I know what he did, but why can't he eat it at Kansas? Because they have field turf. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's less. He may clip a little bit of the field turf off and eat it. (laughs) He could take the rubber pegs. It might be like roughage. It might help him with his digestion. I I don't understand why Les would want to take that Kansas job. At this stage of his life and his career, I would almost rather be at a group of five. Why are you going to take your lumps at Kansas for the next couple of years trying to rebuild a program that, that everybody has lost at? Yeah, makes I no mean, sense. A lot me. of younger. Coaches. How many other offers has he been getting? Listen, if he showed an interest in a in a decent group of five type of a school, I, I think he should take that. I think there, that would be a better gig there, than Kansas. There was a lot of rumblings before Brom took the job at Purdue that possibly Les Miles would go there, and I'm curious to know if Brom go, did go or jump to Louisville. Was that a possibility for Les Miles? Obviously, a a much better job to go to Purdue. Purdue makes more sense to me. He also has Midwest ties too, going back to his days at Michigan. Get a guy but like Campbell. That, that that's that's Purdue. Yep, I wouldn't take that job. I if would stay Matt at Iowa Campbell? State. It's not enough. It's not enough of a promotion. If you're Matt Campbell and you appear in the Big Twelve title game mm-hmm. and you win, you know He's maybe an eight Ohio games. Guy. He is an Ohio guy. I would wait. I don't know. I'm just saying he's un- he understands the landscape. Toledo, he grew I up there. I just don't think Purdue's a great job at this point. Facility-wise, it's not. Yeah. Yet. I mean, Northwestern, in my opinion, has better facilities and more money. You, you want to go in. to at least a state where you're the number one school, and, and you're in the same state as, as ND. I know. You know, and, and you're competing with IU. So I'm just I, saying it's intriguing. Who does Purdue, who does Purdue go after? If if that scenario falls the way we think, it could be could be coordinator type job. You know what? It could be. How about somebody like Jason Candle at Toledo? It could be that kind of Chris Creighton at Eastern Michigan. It could be more of a Mac coach that goes to Purdue as as they opposed did that, to that though with Hazel. That's the only. Yeah, that's true. you know you want you, you they did that with a with a coach Kent that, State. You know, yeah, Kent. You want a, a guy that's now done it in the more Power Five. I don't know. It'll be intriguing. That's maybe why maybe you about. look at that point to a Neil yeah. Brown at Troy, Scott Satterfield be, at App State. It, it, yeah. It'll be intriguing to see exactly who goes where uh, over the next it's couple a lot of weeks. Of fun. We'll see. Uh, Alabama seven fourteen left in the second quarter, driving but still up seven. Well, they're tied. Seven seven. Nick Saban's going to really let the kids oh, have it in the I, stands. I'll tell you what, I feel... You guys I, weren't passionate enough. That's why we didn't kill you, Citadel. You, you, know, you know who will feel the wrath the most? Gus Malzahn? Gus Malzahn. <laughs> 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 72 to nothing in the Iron Bowl. Worst you know, defeat yeah, I got to say one thing. Obviously, Alabama wins the game. Probably right. wins it, you know, 44 to 7 or something like that. I'm going to be tweeting you, though, if but it's 7-7 in the fourth quarter. 7-7 in the second quarter is exactly what Nick Saban wants. He wants a reason to be pissed off and to lay into his kids. See what everybody's been saying you. They're feeding you this bullcrap. You're number what one. Would shock you. Fourth quarter, seven seven or tied. Oh, would, of course. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if and and oh did, yeah, that would be stunning. Citadel, if I'm not mistaken, beat South Carolina a couple years ago when Spurrier left. I'd have pretty to go back and check. Pretty yeah. sure that they went into. They Columbia. play an unorthodox style. You know, they they play a run based offense, discipline, think. Military yeah. academy, it's, so it, it's, it could be a little under, bit, a little bit under Army, Navy, Air Force, but yeah. they're but they are very dedicated, and they're not going to quit. They're no, going to they're no. going to go to Tuscaloosa. They're not wilting at this point no, either. But poor Gus Malzahn, I think Alabama <laughs> will absolutely whip. He's got to be watching the game, going, "Why, why, why, Citadel? Why, 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 why Citadel? You couldn't just you couldn't just lay you down couldn't just lay down and get get your paycheck for Come this game. Come on, with the visor on, and you got to piss off next week's opponent for me. Got to be kidding me. So, Syracuse ND in the Bronx. Quickly, I love the fact quickly, that one, yeah. you know, uh, one game that I like is uh, it's under the radar. Wyoming laying two and a half, three points over Air Force. Okay. I like that matchup. Wyoming needs the game. Both teams four and six, one by 14 last year. For Rich Sermonello, Gabe Marenzi, I'm Joe Lisi. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you next Saturday. Enjoy the games. Happy Thanksgiving, too.